Welcome to the Two Mutts Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. <laughs> Rick White, here's Radulov with a kiss. Scores! One timer, scores! Perry scores! Corey Perry! Here's Drysdale again, turns, shoots, scores! Austin Matthews in shoots, Austin Matthews! Schultz ahead, Crosby onside, behind the fence towards the net, he scores! Back across, fired, score! Crosby again! Tames with a shot, he scores! Tames shoves it front, they score! Jonathan Tames ties it! Look at that! Are you watching this? What a brilliant piece of work from Connor McDavid! Wow. Welcome back to the Two Muts Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. I'm with Trevor Ruptash. Rupper, how's it going? Pretty good. Yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. And I'm with Clay Vanderham. Vandy, how's it going? Vandy is dandy. Thank you. That's good. That's good. Uh, right on, fellas. So we got a big podcast uh, for today, booked out for the people. So, uh, Rupper, now you want to tell people who we got on and how you know this uh, this player. Uh, we got Jason Shamara and um, kind of growing up in Mill Woods, we, uh, our brothers, Clay and our, my brothers kind of hung around with him, um, kind of a group of them played street hockey lots, went boozing lots, hung out lots. So, you know, I, I, I knew, uh, I knew. Uh, Donnie and, and Audrey, um, Jay's parents, Jay and Jeff's parents. Um, I've met them a few times and uh, I'm more Jeff's age, but like, like I said, um, you know, I remember Clay and I <laughs> one time and we'll talk about this on the podcast, but our brothers were going to play street hockey one day. And I, I think it was the next day after Clay and I just got wrecked at the bullet one night and we ended up, <laughs> <laughs> showing up at this ball uh, street hockey game just hung titty and um you know ended up to having to chase jason around the street for a while kids five years younger than me and you know could walk could run like ben johnson right so it's kind of neat it's kind of neat doing these podcasts and and you know getting to interview some of the millwoods guys and not just millwoods guys but the edmonton guys too um you know Cause you knew about these guys growing up and you heard about them and, you know, it's pretty special to now have them on and talk about, you know, their lives and what they're doing and their NHL careers. Yeah. Vandy, how did you, uh, yeah, no on? doubt their journey too. Like everybody wants, you know, and there's a lot of good feel good stories that have come out of Edmonton Millwoods cause we know who they are. Um, I, my, my parents used to curl with Don and Audrey at Ellerslie curling club. And, but at the time it was like, oh, they were just another almost hockey family. Like we grew up and I grew up playing against Jeff. And I remember, I think he, it was a purple team, maybe a, a red team. I don't know, but he had the Cooperalls. He, I remember he had the black Cooperalls and Jeff was a hell of a hockey player too. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, I, I grew up, my brother, like Trevor said, our brothers, we grew up in, the woods when when there were older brothers and younger brothers all the same and there seemed to be i don't know like five or six families that were like that and then as we got older and then into the bar bar scene and whatnot then then we started getting to know everybody and jason that's kind of how we ran into jason he was friends with our brothers and you know all that so 
that's kind of my interlude. And then watching him go through Southside and watching him as a kid. And when you finally, because Millwood's a small, at the time, it kind of, it still is, I guess, but everybody knew everybody. And you're like, oh, you got to see this Shimera kid or Jeff's brother, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's kind of how I'm on. That's awesome. Yeah, no, they're a good family. I've chatted with uh, Jeff a few times on Twitter, and uh, I'll see Jason's career has been a pretty great one. And, uh, yeah, so we look forward to that interview. It's about an hour long for everyone, so we won't uh, take up too much of your time before that interview starts. So we'll transition into just a few NHL news and notes. As we did record that interview with uh, Jason, uh, we didn't know what was the situation on Johnny Boychuk. That came out, I think, a day or two days after our interview. So we did talk to Chimera about Boychuk, but not about uh, the news that happened. So, and on that, uh, Rupper, thoughts on uh, on the career that Boychuk had and yeah, obviously unfortunate that he had to retire because of an injury. Yeah, and it's just, that's a, that was a freak injury too, right? Like, I mean, you hate to see anybody's career get, uh, you know, cut short like that, but I mean, it is what it is. And I think these guys kind of know what they sign up for. Right. So um, you don't take days off and you don't take days for granted. And and I think, you know, uh, hearing that news and watching his, his interview there, that was gut wrenching to watch. Um, I I, I don't, I don't want to be in his shoes and I'm glad I'm kind of not, but you know, he's, he's looking out for him and his family first and foremost. Right. So if he feels he can't go and or if the doctor said he can't go then i mean unfortunate right that's the part of the the game that we don't like to see no no for sure vandy yeah i i think you can tell what kind of impact he had not only on his his teams that he played on but just the amount of messages that were coming through from players that did play with him prior his his teammates now and how unbelievable character and, and a human being he he was i mean and then trevor talked about the video i'm i'm sitting upstairs and nicole's get tears run down i'm like what, what the hell are you watching and it's johnny's statement and yeah it was tough to tough to hear it's tough tough way to go you, you never want to see a, an elite athlete you want them to go out on their terms and and not because of an injury so. Yeah, it's a, it's just sad. Like Rupper said, like it was gut wrenching to watch that. And I'm not gonna sit here and say that I I know him or anything. Like I I went to school with him. We lost touch after after her uh, junior high. But uh, I stayed in contact with the family and also my connection with the Petro family. Petro and Boychuk's uh, fathers work together. You know, so you know, and I know David and and Sam. They're you know great people and just a great great family. So it's just tough tough to see and and like rupper said like you could see all the love that he had um because you know the videos that came out and they uh the twitter posts the instagram posts and and obviously like lucic uh his post too so it's uh you know it's tough to see but we hope that he's uh he's gonna get better here and and he had a great career man this guy grinded uh you know played a lot of games in the American Hockey League. Yeah. That's they call the American Hockey League the always hungry league. So uh so it's uh yeah, he had a great career. And uh hats off to Boychuk. And uh 
shifting gears, just some NHL news and notes. Uh, Mikel Sergachev signs a, an extension with uh, three signs with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Bandy, what's your thoughts on that deal? Uh, what was sorry, four years at uh, so that was uh, three, three years at uh, 14 million. Uh, that's that's pretty good, yeah. I think, for, for a player of his ceiling, you know, that he has or, or room to move. Yeah, I think it's a steal of a deal. He's a hell of a player. Are you surprised he didn't get more? Or yeah, that's like, why like, I was, like four, I a, had to collect my thoughts and yeah, just because I think it's a four point eight million dollar cap hit. Uh, you know, he's for for and had ten goals last year. Look and like he's gonna be under Hedman for how many years? Years, years to come, man. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. this, this you just got four point eight for potentially one B defenseman. Right now, because of Hedman. Yeah. On any other team, Oil would love to get a Matro. Trev? Yeah. Well, look, at, you might as well bring up DeBrusque's deal too, Bosco. Oh, we'll get into yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I know, but let, yeah. the, the two go hand in hand for me. So, okay, well, you go ahead. Okay. You know, what's bugging DeBrusque's, a little? Sick. Nothing. Nothing. No, it's not bugging me. I no, like I it. I, this yeah. is, these are the, like DeBrusque's deals two years at 7.3, right? So, you, these are the deals that I want to see moving yeah, forward in life. Yeah. I don't want to see these guys, you know, carving out $20 million Matt deals. Matt Duchesne like, getting $9 million. Like, that, that's the kind of stuff that things are getting silly, right? So I see these two deals. I love them. I love them for both sides, right? Yeah, no, it's uh, – so, uh, yeah, DeBrus signs uh, just uh, under – I believe, yeah, just under $3 million for the AAV. So, you know, it's another two-year deal. The Bruins' players, it just it just is how it works there. Nobody gets a crazy amount of money. It's just here's the system, here's the money, here you go, you you move on. Rupper, like thoughts on that? It's just simple for that organization, Good. right? Well, yeah, but look at look at the organization they have. Like people want to go there and they build they 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 build around their guys. And I mean, <laughs> if you want to stay there, you're gonna you're gonna take what they offer, right? I'm in. Yeah, give me meal money. I'll play there for meal money. Yeah, <laughs> you so might what, have to, bro. So, so what <laughs> happens here with Tampa Bay, uh, Vandy? You know, like they're over the cap now. They still got to sign Sergei. Uh, I mean, not Sergei uh, Sorelli. Uh, so that's another big deal. They got to they got to sign. They got to sign Cernak too, but Eric Cernak on the back end. So those are two good players that they're not signed yet. Like nobody's waving to get traded out of there. Why would you? You just want a freaking cup. You're in a place where there's no state tax, but you know. You know, Tyler Johnson was on waivers. Nobody claimed them. Four years left at $5 million. Like, what happens here to fit all these guys under the cap do you, do you see in your mind? Well, I think you, you, you see what Trevor was kind of talking about. I mean, Tampa's building that, if they don't already have it, that culture where guys are going to want to go. And the GM, you got to trust Breezewa is going to make some tough decisions, but he's going to get the job done to, to get them below the cap. And But... I mean, yeah, you're going to start. It's a good problem to have where you're you're having to, you know, possibility of not signing. I'm sure they'll sign Sorelli and Cernak, but they're going to they might even take hometown discounts now. Right. To stay. And and, and like Braden Point did. Right. And, correct. And other you know, guys and, have done in the past. Like the, that's just their motto in Tampa. It's all it's like three year entry level deal, bridge deal. Then you get paid. 
that's just every player has been like that. It's just kind of how it works out there. Rupper thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean it. It like Clay said that I I I, I laugh sometimes when people go, "Wow, they're over the cap. What are they gonna do?" Like, <laughs> my God, just relax, man. Like, and you can't go over the cap ten percent in the in the off season. So people should know that. That's where. It feels yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Okay. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, like Clay says, I think it's sometimes a good problem to have, right? Do you he'll he'll, he'll 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 make a deal, or you know, maybe maybe we use the term buyout, right? Yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. Well, what about what about Alex Kalorn? Like he's got a modified no trade clause, so he can get moved whether he likes it or not. But is that a player? You know, I think he's around four million dollars. A couple of years left. Like obviously, well, I think he, I, where's a letter? Like where does he go? I think that's a piece that you look at moving. Yeah. Right. I mean, he his his stock is never going to be higher. Stanley Cup winner, power forward, can skate, you know. So I think that's a piece that gets moved out. Where where we talk about Griezmann, Griezmann doing the right thing and, and trusting him. So. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. Any, uh, we'll see what happens. It's it's this is a big week for the NHL. You know, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Big week for us too on the podcast. Um, so yeah, we got an interview with James Duthie. Uh, from TSN Hockey that's going to come out on Wednesday. And uh, we're uh, just about to record an interview with Chris Digman. And then later in the week, we're going to record an interview with Milan Lucic from the Calgary Flames. And that will drop sometime next week, I believe. So look forward to that. That's going to be a great interview. So Don't forget Uni. Yeah. And then, yeah, your boy Uni. So we got that coming up. So uh, We got a shout out to him. Yeah. So we'll... Uh, no, definitely, definitely a busy week for the Two Months podcast, and we can't thank you guys enough. Vandy uh, said it, Rupper said it, and and you know it, the support, the feedback, the the views, and the likes are are tremendous. And keep them coming in. Give us those reviews. Uh, give us a five star. Let us know how you guys feel about the podcast. And we're gonna get interactive here with some fans. So. Stay tuned to that. That's going to be coming up. And here. World Junior Week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there's going to be a World Junior Week that Bandy's going to start. Do you want to touch on that a tad bit? Nah, yeah, we're going to. You we'll got, just... Hey, hang on. <laughs> you got, you got, Sid, you, who do we got lined up for World it's, Junior Week? Sid? We got, uh, we got Sid. Sid, Sid, yes. Sid. We got Connor. We got Nathan McKinnon. Okay, Connor's coming. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yeah, Nate Dog, beautiful. I like it. No, we, uh, that'll be, uh, Vandy, you want to – Vandy's going to run that one. He's got a vision of this. Yeah, and, yeah, like Trev said, Sid, Nate, Connor. Um, no, I – we'll just we'll, – we'll, we're working on some stuff and – Dion for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll throw some shooters out there and shoot your shot, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, no, we're, we'll review our top plays, our top players for Canada, for Canada only. Yeah. Um, you know, if – we, we might get some guests, um, possibly do a live interaction show if we can. We'll see how setting that up is. But look for that December 14th to whatever that week is. The we should watch a game. Just We should record a podcast of us watching a game. Yeah, we could do yeah. that too. Yeah. Hey, let's watch Glasser 2005. Yeah, we'll get Glasser. Glasser. Like, that doesn't sound crazy, does it? No. It doesn't. no. It doesn't Why not? Different, so, which is good. 
I yeah, like we'll, it. Uh, we'll I like it. We'll definitely uh, figure that figure that out, and we'll do. Uh, we got some Instagram lives coming up here with. Uh, so stay tuned to that. That'll come later in the World Junior Week here. So, and uh, as that gets wrapping up, but we've been rambling on rambling on too long here. So uh, let's get to the Jason Chimera interview. Our next guest was drafted by the Edmonton Oilers in the fifth round in 1997. He went on to play 1,107 games in the regular season and 71 games in the playoffs over 17 seasons. He won a gold medal with Team Canada in 2007 at the World Hockey Championships. There are so many leaderships with this Washington team. Jason Chimura bangs into Thomas, who comes through with the right. Weidman jumps in as well. Chimera made sure his 500th NHL game was going to get off to an interesting start. He uh, drove the net, Pierre. He certainly did, Doc. He had a goal in the Washington Capitals last game against the Atlanta Thrashers. And what he's trying to do, I think, is more than anything else, is send a message to his teammates. We have to take every game as if it's a live fire exercise for the playoffs. And when he did that, all the veteran players on the cap bench were saying, way to go, Jason. He doesn't bail out on this play. He goes hard to the net. And he's percolating the crowd here, Doc. He drives hard right into the net. Now, to be fair, Jeffrey Penner's kind of pushing him into Tim Thomas, but Chimera doesn't back out, and the blocker starts flailing into the face of Jason Chimera. Fearless play. That's why George McPhee went out and got Jason Chimera, Doc. He's going to bring a whole lot of thump to a playoff series, and that's something maybe Washington didn't have in years past. Any player who has been in one of these scraps and has worn a blocker clean on his face will tell you that it is a memory. Salmon working the boards. Chimera's there with him as well. Down and up was Alexander Salmon as he works the puck towards the front of the net. Here's John Carlson to the net. Score! Jason Chimera! Washington has a 2-0 lead. Carlson with it there. Oh, knocked down was one of the Bruins. Meanwhile, this is Len across. We'd like to welcome Jason Chimera to the Two Muts podcast. Chemer, how's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for having me, guys. It's awesome. Yeah, no, we're uh, happy to fire this up with you. Yeah, it's going to be good. I like, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of said I'm like the one, not one of the first guys invited, but that's fine. I'll, uh, I'm okay with that, I guess. Yeah, you're well, you're definitely the first 1,000 player to be on the podcast and a gold medal. Yes. Uh, yeah, so that's a, I should be number one then. Exactly. You will, well, you will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure so how are things going how's uh how's uh how's the family over this uh pandemic that we're going through yeah it's good yeah my wife's a nurse so she's kind of uh dealing with the first hand stuff and uh but uh, everyone's good everyone's uh everyone's been healthy so i can't uh we're kind of just hanging low and not doing much and kids are going to school so it's good i mean all normal until they shut off hockey last week. So everything was pretty normal for us. Yeah. Yeah. It has, uh, has been a bit, uh, bit challenging the last few weeks here. So, um, I get, Clay's going to take over some questions here. He's got for you. So we'll just kind of run through your career here and enjoy the journey. So, uh, Clay, take her over. Yeah. Shimmer. We, you know, just take us through where it started, how it got moving for you, where you played minor hockey, uh, leading into club hockey, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, obviously, like I started Millwood's hockey, right? Uh, uh, both of you guys were in Millwood's hockey, so it's kind of one of those things. It's uh, you grew up in Millwood's, and that's what you, that's what you did. You're on the other rinks, and uh, I know a lot of my buddies still. I talk to a lot of guys from Millwood's that played, and it's pretty awesome. And every, every time we go, every time we we, we ran into each other the other day, and you see people from Millwood's, you're holy smokes, and like uh, it's pretty cool to see how many connections you made just through through either my brother or or my friends or your friends or we all are interconnected somehow. So it's pretty cool. And it's like kind of a small community, but uh, yeah, Millwood's hockey was where, where was that when I was younger? It was, uh, it was pretty good hockey back then. It was awesome. It was just a really good group of friends, really good group of guys. We seem to stick together the, through the years and um, you know, that's where it all got started back in Millwood's for sure. Awesome. Yeah. So you play Millwood's. Where do you go from there? Do you you go to Southside back in the day when the boundaries were yeah. all like that? Yeah, I went to Southside. Yeah, I kind of did the whole thing. Went to Southside Athletic Club after that. And, uh, Southside had a good year. Played Bantam double, Bantam triple, then uh, then mid triple A. Then kind of went to Medicine Hat after that. So it was, uh, but yeah, really good. I uh, was connecting with my old uh, buddy Larry Draper the other day. He was my uh, just uh, we talked about coaching. He's coaching assistant coaching at Vernon Vipers in BC, but kind of connected with him somehow and. Uh, I was coaching a, a PWA team last year, so he he kind of called me. So he kind of was like a like a coach mentor, I guess, sort of thing. So he kind of kind of picked his brain a bit, what he thought, and he said he was a lot harder on us than he is with the kids nowadays. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it was, I, it, was I, fun. it was it was cool to see hear his voice, and uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's a weird world, like the hockey world, so interconnected. And he was kind of, and so I you know picked his brain, and I th- I remember he was still pissed because he. He passed me up, and Ben Dorval picked me for 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 him. Benny so Dorval, that's two. Yeah, <laughs> that's two, two name drops for Benny Dorval. Yeah, yeah. So that guy caught me for Christ's sake. Jesus. <laughs> well, he obviously knew what he was doing. <laughs> uh, well, I guess. Yeah. yeah Dra- so Drapes, yeah. And, Drapes and I talk, you know, periodically, probably every couple months, and he lets me know. I remember, like, just funny. Did he send you like? binders and binders of drills and yeah oh yeah he was uh we, we met one summer when he was back here and we kind of went to uh uh tutti fruity for uh for for, for breakfast and he, he, yeah i came in and i was like what's going on and he's he's like he brought like a stack of binders like this he's like drills and and also like holy smoke my thanks so it's pretty uh he's pretty he was pretty and he sent me some videos and stuff on it because he said he's getting pretty good on the video so he sent me stuff stuff like that so it's pretty cool like he he really cared about it. He's really passionate about it. You could tell. So it was, it was awesome. So obviously Draper, did he coach him? No woods. Uh, well, he coached, uh, he coached me in like a little, I think it was, uh, maybe Peewee. Yeah. I think uh, maybe that kind of days. Cause Dana was playing with us too. So correct. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. back, back then do you get, do you get drafted to the dub or do you just get listed? No, I got, uh, there was a draft, but I never got drafted cause I was, I was a pretty small kid. Um, when I was younger and, um, so I never got drafted, but I got listed by medicine hat. I think, uh, in the, just after, I think the mid triple a year, I got listed with medicine hat that year. So. And then the next year you go to medicine hat. The next year I went to medicine hat and then, uh, I was expected to make the team and, but it made it. So it kind of stuck with there and kind of it progressed as it, it progressed from there for sure. When did you hit your growth spurt? Uh, probably when I was get my first, when I was get drafted, my first, like I was, I remember when, uh, my first year, uh, in medicine, they, they did central scouting came around, they weighed you and they tried to weigh in high end 
And I was like, I remember guys put, were putting rocks in my shoes so I could weigh a little more because I was, I was, 100, <laughs> I was 100 pounds trying to, trying to put some kind of weight down. So I, I had to like put stuff my pants with rocks and like just kind of, we had to weigh a five pound dumbbell one. one and it, was just, it, was, it was ridiculous, but it was, uh, I only weighed like, like a buck 50 back then. And I think after the draft, my, after the draft year, I got, uh, People thought I did steroids, but I didn't. But I don't know. But my mom maybe put some stuff in the in the in her cooking. But I I uh, I, I grew a lot. I grew a lot that yeah. year. I put it after that. So reason I ask is you were you were a smaller kid growing up and, and yeah, I was really that, yeah yeah I was, I was tiny and I was I never remember they said in the draft the draft floor was they said well we draft him but we're scared the medicine hat winds are going to blow him away so. <laughs> 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 like, oh, that's a, that, that's that's a good draft handle to have. I was like, oh man, that's not good. <laughs> awesome. Hey Clay, yeah, Clay. I I'll never remember. I probably like twenty years ago, or maybe even thirty years ago. And we, your, our brothers were having this big street hockey game over at uh, Shimmer's house, and like Robbie was there, and your brother was there, oh, and my yeah. brother were there, and your your brother was like, "You guys ain't coming." And you and me got banged up at the bullet the night before. Well, we okay, then so it wasn't 30 years ago. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. Maybe 20, whatever it was. And then we we were so bored and we went over there. And everybody, I remember seeing Jay and he's like, same, I said the same thing. I'm like, this kid's little, but yeah. fuck, he ran like a goddamn gazelle. Like, <laughs> just wouldn't stop, man. You know? I'll, I'll never forget that. I was thinking about that today, actually. Well, I but, remember. Uh, was a- anyways, I was in Bantam, and and you hear names and all that, and yeah, they were talking. I remember, and it was one of those where we had a practice before a game, and Mill Woods was playing, and they're like, "Yeah, you got to watch the Shimerica and buzzing, just a little buzz saw, just zipping around." And you're like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, it was funny. You never like those uh those those street hockey games were epic back in my 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 <laughs> like there was like fights and those, but it was it was all yeah. But you go back, like you say that, you know, like I was, I was always, I enjoyed hockey. I always played hockey, but never thought of myself as that way. I was always just played hockey for fun and loved to do it. And it was kind of one of those things that never thought like my name was getting mentioned and that stuff. So until, and probably until I got drafted, I was like, holy smokes, this could be, this is pretty cool. And I think, uh, but like un- until then I wasn't, I was just a kid playing hockey and from Mill Woods playing hockey. I was just like, this was cool. I'm playing, playing hockey. And I got the junior playing hockey. So it was just, yeah, it was, it was uh, keep going, yeah, yeah, keep going. Exactly, right? and then and I just kind of it was it, and uh, it's like a dream world. It kind of kept on going and going and going, and it kind of didn't stop for a long time. So it was pretty cool to live live that life. And I basically play a kid's game and get paid for it and play street hockey. And it's just, it's just uh, that's all. And I never looked at it as a job. It was just like it was that fun for me. It was like every day you wake up, you obviously there's stress involved. There's like a real job, but. And there's stress of making a team and all all that all that stuff, but like it was never work. It was it was just like once you got on the ice, it was just it was just, it was the best. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't beat it. That's for sure. Unbelievable. I, I, Go ahead, Joe. I don't think people understand like how Mill Woods was back when we were growing up. It was literally like the Goonies, man. Like, hey, everybody <laughs> knew everybody. Like, there's a game going on at Chunks House or wherever, right? And then they don't even get how good Millwood's hockey was yeah. back in the day. Uh, it was, it was it, unbelievable. It was so good. It was like, uh, like you said, it was, we all got together too. Like, and, and brothers and uh, brothers of brothers came and played street hockey. You know, then we were out there, out there, Rick and everyone was there. And I think it was a big community. And I think, 
I think, like, and as you guys have been through the minor hockey league, I think that I think it's kind of lost that uh, feel a bit, right? With uh, with everything going on and everyone kind of at, having that elite level, and people like are always go together and had the same kind of coaches going on. I think that's kind of lost lost its luster going forward, and which is disappointing. But uh, but like, like you said, Robert, that Mill was hockey. It was so good back then. It was like it was the best way to grow up. And in, in if you're yeah. a, if you're a yeah. hockey guy, it's just, it was the best way kids to push you kids are like-minded and it was just it was hockey 24 7 in summer we played street hockey it was it was it was the best it was it was an awesome place well, to grow you up. had you you always seem to have brothers like me with jeff i played yep. with jeff your brother and and yeah you know dars had your his crew with grossel and and all yeah that was young, yeah like yeah it was like like it was probably probably like a five-year span where we all had like from five, like from five years up and five years down, yeah. we had a bunch of brothers and a bunch of sisters. Everyone played, even the sisters are playing hockey for street yeah. hockey. Repeat saying, yeah. so it was, it was, a, it was pretty cool to see. And like, and and everywhere you went, you could have twenty kids playing street hockey at one place. It was, it was so good. And then you go to the rink, you have a huge game, and you know, fifteen kids. It was so, it was the best. Like you go to, yeah. it was the best. It was pretty cool way to grow up for sure. So you're drafted after your first year of the dub talk us through your whl career like are, are the oilers constantly in contact with you or are you you know are they kind of not not controlling but are they you know kind of working you through programs that kind of thing for yeah your, you know you know what back career? back then it wasn't uh they didn't really have like a like a player development guy would come and talk to you and stuff like that it was kind of you're, you're kind of on your own not like they, they touch base once in a while but nothing nothing like too crazy to kind of let you do your thing and as long as I think they reported your coach more than anything, I think it was, but now, now more, more so that I think the, they're more involved with your, like your, your weight routine and what you eat and all that stuff. Right. But back then it was kind of, it was a different way of doing things. I think it was more old school. Like, and you learn, you learn by osmosis, I think when you get up to the big league, and, but, uh, but they do keep in touch. And I think it was, once you get drafted, they do keep tabs on you and see what you're doing. And, and, um, but that that was it wasn't it wasn't too hands on that's for sure. I've I've got a lot of family down south, Medicine Hat, Blyland, um, Tabor area, and yeah, and Medicine Hat is a crazy hockey town, man. Yeah, it was that awesome. Was a, yeah, we were yeah. we were terrible back. <laughs> we were pretty bad back in the day. So it was uh, we had the old Smarty Box still, the old uh, old rink with the two seaters, and uh, the guys used to put like uh, behind a bench. You guys used to put <laughs> put uh, maple syrup on the guys' benches and uh, on the other opposite. And there was it was awesome. It was like uh we had the full ice warm-ups back then. Yeah. Back in the dub that was like when it first started the full ice warm-ups because there's too <laughs> there's too many there's too many brawls and they didn't warm-ups. So the visitors would warm up like 45 minutes before the game and you're so cold before you start a game, but there was too many fights, so that was the way it was. Awesome. <laughs> Trev, go ahead. Hey Jay, so so nineteen ninety-seven rolls around and are the like how, how, how much in contact were you with, did you know you were going with the Oilers or were you, did you, did you just, Hey, um, did you go to the draft by the way? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was. Uh, so I, I was, I, I was kind of ranked, uh, earlier than I went. So I went, I went, I went, uh, 121st. I was ranked in the third round and probably was, I don't know what, like probably my weight and a lot of stuff happened. Like, uh, um, that kind of stuff passed over, but you kind of slipped down. And I, but, but for a draft, I never, I interviewed like probably like 10 or 12 teams and, but never, never with the owners and they never really showed interest. And then 
then they get drafted by them was kind of crazy because it was like um, it was my first time. First time my parents went on a plane to go to Pittsburgh to ever they're on a plane to go to Pittsburgh to my draft. So it was kind of a cool experience with them. And uh, it was just me and them and um, uh, first trip ever for them. So it was, uh, it was pretty special. But then we went, we got the, got drafted by Edmonton. And I remember, remember it was for the third round on, I, take, I had to take a piss in the, in the, <laughs> in the stands. I was like, I got to hold this thing. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, but I had to hold, I hold it for quite a while, but it was, uh, but they did the draft to hold. The, it wasn't one the first round. They did the whole day, so it was it, it was done in one day. It wasn't the first round, and the second, the third round with the second day. So it was a whole day kind of thing. So so you're you get drafted and and you go back. You went back to junior, correct? Yeah, yeah. I went back to junior for a couple of years until I was uh, twenty. And then twenty was my first. Like, so I got the draft. I was like eighteen. So nineteen. Yeah, eighteen, nineteen. I played uh, medicine hat still. And then nine, then. 20 year old year I played and went to Hamilton. Yeah. So, so I, you know, looking back, um, you know, you, you, you're, you're two years and you're playing a lot of games there and you kind of get called up for a game here and get sent back down and get called up again. What, what do you think, you know, those two years that, that, that you played, what was it that, that you learned to, to make that next step. I know, you know, we've talked to a lot of guys and, you know, they say, well, you know, AHL speeds here, NHL speed there. You had the speed. Yeah. So what did you need to work on to make that next step? Great question. You know what? I was never, I was, uh, uh, I wouldn't trade those years for anything. Cause I had Walt Kyle my first, uh, year and then Claude Julien came in for coaching. So pretty good coaches that I had. And, and then it was just, uh, I, I, I was terrible defensively. I never really got taught the defensive side of the game because I was always a good player and always scored. And, and usually you let your good players do whatever the hell they want and not really. And you're like, okay, I'll take the good with the bad. And, and I circled a lot as a, as a, as a guy, like um, I kind of relate to like Connor McDavid. Like, I think he could stop and start a little more, but like I was always on the move and tried to play on the move, which is, which wasn't really good for defensive hockey and didn't really con- be conducive. And, and Walt Kyle and, and Claude Julien, it really, really stapled my said, well, if you're going to play in NHL, you're not going to be on the first two lines. And I was like, man, kind of a reality check. And it was pretty cool to, to see it. So you got to work on penalty killing defensive game. You got to get the puck out. You got to be trusted uh, at the end of the game. And they really put it in my mind. And, and I credit all, uh, a lot of credit goes to them. Cause they, you know, it'd be still, once you get to the NHL, everyone's good. And everyone's, everyone's a goal scorer. Everyone's a top of the top of the game. And you got to, if you're not willing to accept different roles or be a different player or play eight minutes or play 10 minutes and, and, and actually take pride in going out and take a penalty shot or block on a, sh- or, or sorry, by the penalty kill and blocking a shot or, you know, like not getting scored on the last minute of the game and really, and not, and not having a goal assist or a game, but really take pride in that stuff. And I think that was a, a really good lesson that I learned in the AHL going forward. Cause I never really thought of that before and always saw myself as a good player. And, but you never, they taught me that I'm not going to be a first two line guy there. So you got to, you got to develop a role for yourself when you get up there. I think, I think, you know what, you, you nailed it. And then I hear that, you know, from a lot of guys that, that actually love their time down there. And I think that's what separates a lot of players is they'll, they'll either take it as a positive. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm down there for two years or they're going to be like a negative where, they look at it. Why am I down here? I'm too good to be down here. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And and 
I, I hear that from a lot of guys, not just yourself. And I, I actually love that because I, I think, I think in today's game, and, and it was different back then too. Yeah. You guys, you guys shared with Montreal, correct? Uh, no, we were, we were Did just guys... the year, the year I left, okay. uh, they, they start sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, so we were, we were just Edmonton. Yeah, and I and I think I think Edmonton suffered for a while not having you know a farm system when when you know like Cape Breton was gone and Hamilton was gone. They had to share with Montreal and things yeah. like that. Like they couldn't send a guy down there to marinate a little bit and teach him you know what that next level was. So well, and 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 people are always in a hurry to get somewhere. But like if you're gonna do yeah. it, if if you're gonna do it right, like do it right. Don't like be in a hurry to get somewhere. I know like. A lot of people like their kids don't make bound triple A right away. They're so pissed off. You're like, well, this is not like, what's no big deal. Like, it's not like, yeah. if you're good, you're, you're going to get discovered. You're going to get, I mean, it's not, you're not hiding anywhere. That's, and so many parents in, 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 in Edmonton, I think they not, not saying it's a bad thing, but they think they know hockey, but they really don't. And it's not like a, a, a dig against them, but they're just not, it, we've got to play hockey for the right reasons. We're not all making NHL. So that's, and hockey teaches so many good life lessons and, and especially down in minors, like you learn so many good, valuable lessons that help me play in NHL. And if I didn't do that, I would never play in NHL for that long. That's for sure. Awesome. So, so tell us, tell us when you finally, you know, you, you make the team, you make the big club, tell us about your first game. Tell us uh, where it was. Tell us who was there. I, I kind of, I think, the listeners would like to hear that. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Well, I remember. I remember my first. I remember my first game that I got called up for. I don't remember the first game that that year when I made it. All I remember that was Mac T saying, uh, "Chamber, <laughs> Chamber, congratulations, you made it. Bad news is you're not playing tonight." I'm like, okay, well, I'll take the good with the bad. <laughs> At least I'm not getting sent down. Yes, so. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I remember my first game because my first game was hockey night in Canada. Game I still got my my. Uh, I got a frame, my, my frame towel. Cause I think that was a cool thing as a young kid growing up, the hockey night town hell. So I framed that. And, um, but, uh, I remember my grandpa was in the hospital and he was, he was in a palliative care. And I remember that day cause he was, he couldn't make it to the game. And I went there after the game and shared a moment with him. And that's the last time I seen him live, but he, he was one of those big, big supporters of mine that wanted to see me play my first NHL game. So that was pretty cool. I got to, I got to play my first NHL game and he got to, he got to see it all, all, all being not, not being in the stands, but he got to see it, which is, uh, yeah. I, meant, I know it meant a lot for my dad. It meant a lot for me. And it was pretty, uh, that, that, that night was the best night ever for sure. Cause it was an Edmonton, as hockey night in Canada game. My parents got to come, my brother got to come, whole family got. So that's, that's when you're, you kind of pitch yourself and say, holy shit, this is, this is pretty, pretty, pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask one question and this, yeah. this is, this is just for myself, kind of, because I, I, I'm with him, you know, for the last three years, and, and we're going to go back. Were you roommates with Fernando, with Pi? Yeah, we were roommates in Hamilton. We, uh, you know, and, and uh, we, we, we had a, it was awesome. We had a little apartment right, uh, right down by Cops Coliseum there in, in Hamilton. It was pretty, it was, uh, yeah, we shared a lot of good laughs, not much cooking going on there, but it was, uh, <laughs> uh, it was pretty, it was, it was, uh, you know, I think AHL is like some of the f- best years you play because like no one, no one has families yet. No one has a, you know, that we're all, we all think we're rich because we're making, I, I think I was making 40 <laughs> Canadian. Back then, but I thought it was the be- I was, I thought it was the bee's knees and making, but me and pies had a great time. And, and 
him, uh, Pies, and uh, a guy named Brian Swanson I played with when I was younger there too. And he was one of those guys who, uh, who without those guys, you, you never make it. And and there's a lot of timing involved in uh, in NHL. There's a lot of luck involved. There's a lot of, you know, you got to be good, obviously. But I mean, there's so much timing. There's so many people that help you along the way that don't get recognized. And, and Pies and like, and Swanee or some of the guys who, who I, I, I try to, throw a throw a feather in a cap all the time because they they helped me a long ways and without good line mates you're nothing and i think uh, they helped me a lot, lot and those years were the best like living with pies and playing with them was pretty cool awesome um how was the was his room clean no nah, well he was he's an italian kid right his, his mom my wasn't there to clean up but he couldn't he had no one to be he had no one to cook no one to clean for him so he was he was bad <laughs> he probably lost weight there oh yeah for sure <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Uh, when Rupert told me that you're going to come on this podcast, I reached out to a few people. Um, we've had, oh, no. yeah. So, <laughs> so we've had Doug McLean on this podcast twice. Yeah, yeah. So um, he sent. I sent him a text. He told me to uh, ask you the story where he gave you shit after a game, and he apo- he felt so bad he apologized to you. Yeah, we were. I think we were. We, <laughs> we were doing. Uh, uh, I, I think I was like talking about going for beers or something like uh, after the game, like just like I was trying to joke around and he was like, but he, he really got mad at me and he was like, I was like holy fuck. But Doug's always been like, uh, I said, I think uh, I can't remember the whole, but I think it was like, we're going for beers after and like, just like, you can't say that. Like, oh, like, like, Doug, like just joking around. Like, but he, but he, he did apologize and he was, uh, and, and he's always said that he's, he's, that's the only time he felt bad for, Throwing so they threw me on the bus in the in the in the room and I was like, like oh man like Doug like, like I thought I was joking around I was having a good time and but uh, obviously not so but uh, but Doug Doug is another guy who's been nothing but good to me and he's always talked really highly of me and and people people like that are in your corner is always good to have and he was always in my corner for sure yeah his first line of the text was like oh man he played so great for us he's a, such a great kid and then he went on to that story so. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a he's a good man. He like he treated me with nothing but respect there for sure. Yeah, except for when he yelled. Yeah, yeah, he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said he felt. He said he felt. I was like, I felt so bad. I had to apologize to him the next day. He's like, yeah, he had the he had the old red face going at me after the game. I was like, holy smoke! <laughs> why why is it like that? We've asked kind of we've got these stories from these guys, and it's always been booze involved when they get in shit. Well, cause I know. Yeah. I think it's, it's like, uh, well, I think, I think it was something like I said in the media and he didn't want like to portray like that kind of thing in the media. And the, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm like, I, like, I mean, people want to hear that. Like, right. Right. People want to hear the people. Are, oh well, yeah. I tried 110% there. It was good. 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 good try. Like, but, <laughs> no, like, so now we're all going to have some beers tonight. It was be a fun night. So, yeah. <laughs> So, so how was it playing in Columbus for the time that you played there? What can you say about that market? Uh, Columbus was awesome. It was, uh, it was a, obviously college town. Buckeyes were ruled the world there. It was, uh, it was one of those things that you, you, you think of Texas and on like a, you go shopping on a Saturday night. And there's no one in, we, that's when me and, uh, we did all our shopping cause there's no one in the grocery stores cause everyone was at the Buckeye game or else watching a Buckeye game. So it was, it was empty, but it was, it was kind of a Midwest town. It was very, um, very college oriented, but a really good place to live. Really play, good place to easy get around. Really good people. Uh, that's really when it really my career took off when I got traded to 
well, I first got traded to Phoenix, never played a game there, and then went to Phoenix to Columbus. But uh, that's really when my career took off. Gerard Gallant was a coach at the time, and talk about good guys, and one of the good guys in hockey, and just a good coach, and cared about everybody, and just a you know, terrific human being. And, uh, you know, he was my career really, he'll play with Manny Lamar there and Trevor Latowski and those guys and really helped my career take off for sure. Rick Nash was a big piece and Rick, Rick was, we still talk today. He's, he's a, uh, he's one of the most humble guys in the world and uh, probably one of the best elite athletes that I've played with and just a guy who could take over a game, but just a most humble guy. You pay for everything when you go out and um, you can't say no. Rick was one of the best, best teammates I've played with for sure. When I, whenever wow. I play. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great organization and and great fan base. They've done good here and talk you touched on Gerard Gallant and we've had uh, Alex Petrovic on here a few times and he had him in Florida and he says today he's still the best coach he's ever had. So yeah. speaks volumes of of the person uh, Turk is his nicknames. You had Petrovic on too before me? Yeah, well, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I grew, this, I grew. <laughs> this is crap. I know. Clay, Clay was too scared to reach out to you, so I had to pull the trigger. <laughs> oh fuck! Here we go. Yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're doing a good Emmy. You sued me. We're doing. I told you to get Shimmer's number, <laughs> and you just ended up ringing it up. Who cares? We're team here. I gotta. Yeah, look, I gotta make myself look yeah. good. <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. So, so you get you play in Columbus. You go to Washington. Um. You know, I got to ask you about Ovi because on Spit and Chicklets, yeah, they've had they've had stories about him on there about crossing the sauce, and you know, Justin Williams has been on, and he's like, you'd be sitting on the bench, you grab a water bottle, and he'll there's like Diet Coke in it or rupee or something. Oh yeah, oh. he's yeah, he's uh, maybe 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 vodka mixed into it too. I don't know what the hell was in there, but <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, uh, but Ovi, you know, Ovi is one of those. Uh, guys who's bigger than bigger than hockey bigger than the game kind of like one of those guys that uh you kind of like are in awe of just playing with too for sure and i think uh but he was a he's a great teammate great person um treated my kids with all utmost respect kids are like they know his hockey kids are a lot of the locker room a lot of times and so kale and ryan are in there a lot and he treated them unbelievably and i'll tell you a story we were in uh i got traded uh, from washington to uh i was in new york and so I went there and um, didn't trade, but so the New York, the in the Barclays Center, you'd pass by the where where the where the visiting players get on the ice. You pass by, and so Kale, Kale and Ryan had come to the rink because we were kind of an hour away to take a train to their game, and it was kind of a whole rigmarole trying to get to the game and in, in uh, on the island there when we played in Barclays Center. Um, but the, so the, when you get on the for the warmups, the visitors pass right by the wise room where all the wise and kids and stuff are. So Kale. Uh, Kale and Ryan peeped their head out and then, and Kale looked and Hopi's like, Hey, Kale dog, what's up? And so they called him over and Kale came over and Ovi gave him a big hug and like Backstrom gave him a big hug. Wilson was high five of him. Hopi's hug high five. And it just like, it was like, Kale still talks about this to this day. Mm. It was one of the coolest things ever. And I think uh, for him and my wife's like, don't stick your head out there, leave him alone. But as soon as the kids, the guy saw him, they called him over and it was just a, uh, it was pretty cool for him and pretty cool for me to hear that after. And it was just uh, pretty special. Those guys to do that and, and make his night special. And, and they don't, people don't realize that, but kids, kid Kale's 13. Now he, he takes that along with him still to this day, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Ned. So those, that's the type of guys, Ovi and those like Hopi and Backstrom and those kind of guys are, they're just a uh, classy, classy guys. Well, speaking of your time there, like you spent 
a big chunk of your career with the Washington Capitals. You guys had some really, really great teams there. Yeah. A huge part of it too. Uh, speak to that team, that, that organization, the teammates you had there. Yeah. So we, when I, when I got traded from Columbus to Washington, like, holy, like I went from like, I think we were dead last to like first by a mile there. We won the president's trophy that year. I'm like, holy fuck. Can we win a Stanley cup? This is, this is unbelievable. I'm like, this is fucking unbelievable. And I was like, cause it was like, I was upset for a bit when I got traded for Columbus, but we were, we said Kale because Kale was young. So it was easy move. We moved right away. And, and then, uh, going to the, uh, nation's capital is pretty cool. But, uh, but it didn't end up winning a cup. We lost a lot of game sevens. There were a lot of heartbreak game sevens at Pittsburgh, New York, and kind of like just never got over that hump. And, um, but like you play with Backstrom, Alex, Alexander Semin, you play with like, um, like Wilson, Holpe, uh, Ovi, obviously. And, uh, all these guys are just like, when I first got there, Thomas Fleischman was there. Um, uh, who else was there? Well, like, uh, just, just like, you're like, Holy smoke. This is like a who's who of hockey. So it was pretty cool. And, um, play all those guys and just watching those guys in practice was, uh, was another element. You're just like, you're kind of in awe of what they do. And you're just, and you never seen that kind of stuff before. Um, like there's, I played in NHL, but I can never get to that level. Those guys are at a different level. And it was just like guys like Rick Nash and Backstrom and Ovi and those kind of guys were just on a different level, which was, uh, which is, uh, you, you could never get to it's, 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 they're like unicorns. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. Mike green, he, uh, he had some 30 yeah. seasons. That's another guy there. Um, so I, we, we came when I, when he was at his prime, like when I got there. So yeah, Mike, Mike too, we, another, another quality human being too. Mike was an awesome guy. And, uh, just like he would control the backhand, like no one's business. He would like the power play was like that power play was unbelievable. You couldn't, you couldn't stop. And, uh, Blaine Forsyth has been there for a long time. Assistant coach, a uh, little bald guy, but he's, he controlled the power play for a long time and did wonders with that thing. And those guys were just like all in their spots and, um, pick your poison. Backstrom would just pick his poison. Greedy would pick his poison. It was a, a watch. It was just like holy. Smoke. When they were on, it was it was no stopping. It was pretty, and uh, it was and because I, I well I did get on power play and I did assist on Ovi's 500 goal. So that was pretty. There cool. you go. Nice. A little wobbly sauce, but I <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So when you were there, you had three really great coaches, in my opinion. Um, and you could speak to this more because you, you know them, you played for them, but speak of Bruce Boudreaux. It's a loaded question because there's going to be three guys, but Boudreaux, Adam Oates and Barry Trotz, um, like those guys are just as persons. And what, what did you, and, and Hunter, Hunter, oh, yeah, Hunter. Yeah. Sorry. Hunter. So four, <laughs> four, four. Um, yeah. So speak of those guys and what you learned from all four of those, uh, coaches during your career and your time. Yeah, so I was uh, I, I was kind of when I was uh, younger. I never really was kind of stubborn. Never really like uh, when I first started. I think I was never really in tune to learning that much. And then I went to uh, Billy Moore's really helped me out when I was young. When I went to Edmonton, when I came to Edmonton, Billy Moore's was a huge impact. Showed me a lot of video. And then, uh, well, speaking of like those coaches, I first Bruce was was the <laughs> ultimate player, players yeah. coach because he was he was just uh, he loved it. He was this man. He come in, his shirt his shirt was tucked up to here, and he was like, it was like, it was like the best. He was like the, he was like Santa Claus. He was just, a, he was the best guy ever. He, he, he'd get mad at you the night before, he apologized to me. The next day, I go, you don't need to apologize to me. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it just happens. If you're mad at me, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't apologize. But he was, uh, he was really good. Like, really, uh, um, 
he wasn't uh, he was really good system wise, like really really good video wise. He had some good stuff and really and and, and uh, I think Adam Oates came for a bit. Uh, he was he thought the game really differently. He was a uh, he was a thinker for sure. I learned a lot from him. He made me change my curve of my stick, which I think a lot of things probably. But uh, well, I went from a dead heel curve to uh, Joe Sackett kind of curve because he said I can pick the puck off the wall and and uh, could shoot good enough. So I, I changed my curve, and so and I was uh, that was kind of I, I was, just, was, I was yeah. just listening to another podcast. I think Stamkos Oates said yeah. the same thing to Stamkos. Yeah, I know, I know. So I was like, well, like, but he was a, he was a different guy for sure. And uh, OC, but you learn that once you. Once you learn to pick people's like listen to people what they're saying and, and try to pick up on different stuff, everyone's got some. That's why, that's why I love coaching so much. I love like when people ask me questions and and I'm, I don't know it all. And people could talk like if people want my drills, I have my drills. Or you want my drill, or I need that drill. Like, talk. but people are like, seem so secretive nowadays of what they do or what they're doing with their kids or or like, hey, what are you doing with your kids this summer? Well, I don't know. Then you go see them on the ice at Noah's Rec Center. Well, what? I thought you were doing nothing. Yeah. So. But like I, they, you know, picking a brain of OT was great because he he thought the game differently and uh, where to be to score goals. He taught me how to score goals a little more and and then um, and then Trotz came. Trotz was a you know different kind of guy. He wasn't uh, quite the maybe uh, offensive minded as as a uh, as OT, but uh, he brought like very a team oriented structure in your game and brought uh, uh, that kind of stuff to the game. And he really implemented a team defense, team offense, and kind of go from there so um but it was each coach was good you like you said you learn from you learn from all of them you take a lot of stuff from and you take a lot of stuff from like coaching the kids now from them for sure you, you, you speak a lot of stuff that they spoke to you as, as a player so that's awesome and and moving on to the islanders uh you played uh your 1000th game with that organization correct yep Um, I was messaging uh, the Boychuk family to try to get some stories, and oh, Johnny was uh, yeah. Jo- Johnny was you're lucky you got off on this one. Johnny's out of town, so I couldn't get anything oh, back. So yeah, yeah. So you got you got off scot free. So he uh, we'll have to get you back on to yeah. tell some stories. He's going to share. Maybe we'll get you guys on together. But yeah, that'd uh, be all. Johnny's uh, Johnny's one of my good buddies. He's a good, he's a he's one of the, he's, he said like there's so many good guys, and he's one of the good guys. And yeah. I've worked out with him for a lot of years, and. Um, and he's, he's just a, he's just a good human being. And he, he's a guy, if you said, Hey, I need some help. He'd drop any, anything to help you out in this. And he's a, he's a really good person. Yeah, no, exactly. I went to, to school with some, we obviously went to different high schools, but just a great family too. But yeah, um, your time, like at that, how special was the 1000th game? Where was it? Tell us about that story and how, how awesome that was. Yeah, it was, uh, and what, uh, kind, of presents, get- what kind of presents did you get? What'd you yeah, get? well, I got I got a I got a golf trip from the guys, and I got a bunch of I got a silver stick and a, a bunch of uh, jerseys, a couple of jerseys, say a thousand on them, and hanging up and around here. Please welcome the coach here, John Ledecky, who will present Jason with an engraved silver stick to commemorate his accomplishment. 
Jensen with two more hits from the team. John is presenting a frank collage of Jason's career, recognizing all of the teams that Jason has played for. And he's also being presented with a frame New York Islanders jersey adorned with the number 1,000. But it's a, it was a, it was pretty, it was pretty emotional for sure because you, you, I'm not a guy who get goals and assists and awards, MVP awards and that kind of stuff, and to get a thousand games in the league and uh, was pretty amazing and pretty cool to the whole night. It was, I, it was in the Detroit scored uh, scored on that night, for, and uh, my good my Brian Swanson came in from Alaska to come in, and uh, so he surprised me. He came in and. Uh, my mom and dad came. Uh, my wife was there. Like, I do regret not taking my kids. We do like we were having a ceremony the other day, but my kids are at home uh, with with my my wife's parents, and but can't watch from the from the TV from a TV. But uh, the next night was a ceremony at the at the Barclays Center. But you never forget that because uh, my kids are on the ice, and uh, my wife was on the ice, and people they could share with, and I think it was probably the coolest moment of my life for sure, and to share with them and. My wife got to go back on the plane, and my parents got to go back on the plane with us back to my dad experienced on a dash trip, but uh, my mom never got to experience like the plane on the plane ride home and how you get treated, and and it was just like amazing because like when I got on, I had like uh, uh, the lady would have my beer in my stall and my meal ready, and like it was it was like you're some kind of princess. Like it was just like, and if it shouldn't have shouldn't have the beer, she go shopping for the beer I wanted and. It was the, the stewardess were unbelievable. And then my mom was like, you got your own beer? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> was, uh, this is the National Hockey League, mom, for Pete's sake. Yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> but it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to share my moment. With, uh, my, my family got to go on the, on the plane, and my wife got to go on the plane back. And it was uh, uh, some people came out from Columbus that I knew from the game, and a lot of people came out from the game. It was pretty it was uh it was it was a fun night and it was fun a couple of nights we played back to back so it was it was a fun couple of nights i i got to say something about the thousand games because i don't think a lot of people and, and like jay says there's a lot of people that think they know hockey and they don't and and f- like for my from my perspective a thousand games in the nhl is one of the biggest accolades a guy could get like you look at the history of the game and you look at you know guys that have scored goals and won awards like there's a lot of flash in the pans, and I listen. Making the NHL is a big deal, but playing a thousand games in the NHL, to me, that's like top five that a player can do. So, Jay, I, I know it's been a few years, but man, like yeah. that's awesome. And pat yourself on the back for that, dude. That's amazing. Yeah, thanks, buddy. No, that's uh, I appreciate that a lot. I think it's a it's uh, I I did nothing special. I dumped the damn puck in and got the damn thing every day. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Buddy, you did it a thousand I, games. I chased, I, chased that, I chased that damn thing down as much as I know, but it was like, yeah, I, I it's it was a pretty cool moment for sure. To, and I still have a silver stick. I'll show you guys when I see when you guys. I'll bring it one day. But it's it's such a cool thing, and I think it's a uh, like like you said, Robert. I think it's 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 uh, one thing you look back. You're I'm not. I don't say I don't pump my tires very much, but I'm pretty proud of myself for doing that. And think oh, it was like uh, like longevity is a pretty 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 cool thing. And I think I. Um, um, I worked out pretty hard. Like my trainer Barry Butt had a lot to do with it. I think was like he keeps me healthy, and I think uh, really I worked my ass off in the summer in gym and to to keep it going, and I think uh, to keep up with the young guys. And but playing a thousand games, I, I mean, like shit, I was just trying to get one game, and then, yeah. <laughs> then you get one. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like, I think, uh, you know, you look at a lot of people and you ask a lot of people, would you do anything to play one game? And they're like, yeah. And, and so it was pretty cool to play. To say you play over 1,100 games is pretty, pretty awesome for sure. Oh, for sure it is. And yeah, it, it's, a, it's a great accomplishment. And I think Rupper said it perfectly there. So, and, and you. So you go on to Anaheim. It's, a, it's a, just a short kind of stop for you. But how, how awesome and how, cha- how bit of a change that was in some of the markets you played in, but also playing with guys like Perry and Getzlaff and Cam Yeah, Really good players. Yeah, so I, I, I played with, play with a, uh, uh, Getzlaff a couple of times in World Championships and realized how, how good guy he was and, like, and how, how nice of a person he was. And he's one of the first person who called me and um, welcomed me to the team and kind of, uh, but it was, uh, it was, it was, you always go to the, the Anaheim trips and you're always like, oh, this is nice. And, but like, you realize how, how nice life could be if you played, <laughs> you played, uh, played an Anaheim your whole damn career. I mean, I'd have a good tan. I wouldn't have to, you know, I wouldn't have to get fake and bacon. I wouldn't have to put my bronzer on in the, in the summer. I wouldn't have to <laughs> on my white body. Uh, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a cool way to live for sure. You go to, you go into the rink of flip flops and shorts and, you know, and hit the, you know, me and uh, Chris Kelly were there kind of alone. Our families weren't there. So we kind of hung out and, it was a um, it was a fun time. It was, it, we had a we had a good team. We kind of checked out a little early in the playoffs. We kind of we uh, kind of crapped the bed pretty pretty bad in playoffs that year for sure. But uh, it was a unique unique. Uh, it was a short stint, but it was a pretty 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 cool way to see a different way to live for sure. That's awesome. And I I was I wasn't going to ask this, and I I feel like I have to because I I haven't asked a lot of players this question before. Um, the agent part of the game, like I haven't asked the player how how big of an impact, and you have a, a really good agent, Alan. Yeah. Rich, um, how big of a part was he in your career? You know, helping you out and and looking after you and your family. Yeah, I remember the first like time because I, I we didn't have any money as like we were growing up too much and we went, we and um, when I was getting drafted, uh, he, the first thing he flew all like flew my mom and dad down to Pittsburgh and me down to Pittsburgh and, and not that it was a big expense probably for him. And like, but it, to, me, to me, it was a huge deal of time. He didn't, didn't have to pay for it. Didn't, didn't do anything. And to pay for a hotel, pay for my parents' hotel. And, um, right from that on, he kind of looked after you. And I think, uh, I think the more, more so they have your back when you don't, when you're not even, uh, when you're not even expecting it. I think a lot, they do a lot of fighting for you behind the closed doors that no one sees. And, and they do a lot of, you know, pumping your tires when you're, when you're not playing good. And, uh, when you're playing bad, they, when you're playing good, they kind of they kind of reassure you doing things well, and um, they keep everything in check. I, I I told my agent I always made it easy on him because I never had to sign, I never went to uh, free agency too much. I always signed extensions, so he made it easy on his life for Pete's sake. But uh, no, but he was. Uh, I talk about it, he's all it, the Anaheim games. He was always in Anaheim. He's he's based in LA, so he's always he's always. He didn't have to be there, but he was at every game and took me out for dinner. Or just kind of took every, anybody who wanted to go out for dinner. And went. Uh, he always had two or three it's guys with him, and even if it wasn't your client, he'd take him out for dinner too. So, yeah, Alan uh, and Shira, the uh, his uh, his assistant there, they helped me out a lot. And just logistically, earlier in, in your career, we don't know things, and you don't know how to, or do you even get houses sent or mortgage. I didn't. I didn't have no credit when I was when I was in the states first when I. Went to Columbus, so it was kind of one of those things that uh, he, he helped me out with that kind of stuff and, and just a little stuff with that. So he, they play a play, play a they play a huge role for sure. That's uh, and yeah. that's a bad it's a balance too. Like a lot of uh, a lot of agents, I think, are too too much in, in the players in the players 
in a way, I think, uh, and I, I told him, I, I don't want him to be in my way. I just want him to be in my buddy and, and my, and my guy who helps me out along the way. I don't want him to do my fights for me. I, I could, I let my play doing talking. And, and I think, uh, a lot of agents get too involved and, and a lot of men. So I think that's not good either. Yeah. Was he your agent from day one? He was my agent from day one. Yeah. 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 He's a great agent. I uh, follow him on Twitter and he's, uh, yeah. So he, so he picks his nose. Like I, I've, I've got a couple of fights, uh, arguments about it, Cause he picks his nose a lot in, in Twitter and kind of <laughs> and stuff like that. He throws a lot of stuff out there, but, uh, um, and I never really wanted to do that for me, but he always, whenever, whenever I needed some, he would always stick up for me and he always had my back. That's for sure. Oh, he's he's definitely he's definitely on the player's side 100 percent. Oh, and that you can yeah. tell from some of his Twitter posts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember, that. you know, I, I've been to the Perry Pern camp to watch you play there, and there was an incident um, with a media member, and he kind of went to bat for you on Twitter about it. Um, you know, t- towards the end of your career, but uh, you know, t- oh, Maddie. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I, we could probably edit this part out, but I. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just you. Know, there's certain things you want to go what road you want to go down at times. I I was standing like kind of right around that area and yeah. And um, he tweeted it out and I was like, man, oh man. And Alan was like on it like nothing. And yeah, I, I think I I I was I was sensitive to the fact too because I was at the towards the end of my career. I still wanted to play and and then he threw out like then Maddie's never been. Uh, bad to me he's never been like but no. he threw out something that, that was that was was off the record that should not have been thrown out there and, yeah. and it just pissed me off because like it wasn't i threw him a text saying hey buddy like that's not that's if you're gonna be in a room like i don't mind you saying stuff if we say it but like don't throw shit out of the media that doesn't and just hope it sticks because like it's not cool that you're dealing with someone's like and you're going through the emotions of maybe you have to retire and no one and all that stuff you're trying to find a place to play and um and it was very it was a kind of one of those only stressful times I had in, in when I was playing hockey and, and towards the end of my career because I still wanted to play and I didn't want to leave my family and that was the big thing and kind of so hoping to work closer to home and and uh, he threw something out there that probably was ill-advised for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it opened my eyes up because like the year after Petro was at the Perry Pern this past, but not the one, so we didn't have one, but he was that, Matty was trying to do the same thing with Petro and he was going through Try, uh, trying to find a job as as he was too and yeah you know when we went petro and i went to go eat after and he kind of you know told me that side that i did not know about you know and we want we this is a player's podcast and we'd like to get you guys on to just shoot the shit and you definitely learn what some of the media guys are up to and it kind of leads into my next question before i pass pass it on to clay here in my last one was how was it to play here in edmonton what was the media like uh fans expectations uh, you know, I, I, as you know, the media is, is hard here for sure. I think, but like, uh, just for me, it was, it was probably the coolest thing ever from playing Edmonton. I think, uh, the, the ticker request was pretty hard to me because you had a lot of, a lot of boys who want to come to games. And I know I bought season tickets for my parents and, and, for, uh, for my brother and sister. So I had four season tickets and, and I had two from the team. So I had six and, and as you know, the tickets are hard to get get here and hard to give away. So you can't, and you only get two per per game. And you're trying to sling tickets every game instead of really concentrating on uh, on the game. And and to have to deal with that stuff was a bit hard. But the the as for the media, the media always treated me well. I think if you're honest with them and they're they're honest with you, I think it's the best. And, and stuff some stuff like that happens with Maddie, but I have no ill feelings for her. I think 
I think people make mistakes and, and maybe, maybe he wishes he wouldn't done done that. But I mean, I, I love that. I mean, when, when you get a, when you get a kid coming up to you and asking for your autograph for a hockey player, or, there's no better feeling in the world. There's no better feeling. I remember in, I was at, uh, tw- uh, I was at, uh, when, uh, it was just getting going. Joey South Common there. I think it was Best Buy or by there or something. And just getting going. Now the whole place is just getting started up, I think. But some, I don't even know what was there, but some kid asked for my autograph in the, in the, in the, in the parking lot. I said, yeah, buddy, no, I got some, I actually came from a signing. So I had some extra player cards. I said, come with me, but I got some better for you. So I got a player card. And this kid, was an adult about uh, 10 years or five years ago. He came out to me. He goes, I don't know how much he meant that to me. I was like, Holy smoke. He still had the player card in his car from when I signed it. <laughs> that's wow. uh, it was pretty, it was like, uh, I was like, Holy smokes. That's unbelievable. He goes, you never, you don't, you don't realize how you made my day that day. And I was like, Holy smokes. And that's that, not, that, that stuff you can't, you can't put a price on. And, and that's, and, and for that, and I would rather have a fan base and a media base that care and, and you make a lot of money, so you should be you should be be able to call out the media. You should be able to be scrutinized a bit. You should be able to get booed. You should be people pay big money to watch your game. So if you get booed, you're probably playing like shit. So like it's it just goes hand in hand. I think it's I think it's great to play because I it was in Columbus where you're not recognized so much, and it wasn't the fan base wasn't so knowledgeable, and you know, it wasn't the greatest atmosphere. But then you get to where you go to Washington, and you get a good fan base, and it just and Edmonton is the best fan base, and you make him. It just makes it that much better of a hockey experience. And it, 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 you could say there's a lot of bad things about, but the good, the good weigh, weigh the bad by by a lot. Yeah, no, it, and it's awesome. There's uh, you actually signed an autograph for me uh, years ago. So, at, well, uh, I'll be damned. Yeah, <laughs> it was at the uh, soccer center after a ball hockey game. It was a back. It was on the back of a of a game sheet. So. Oh, nice! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of a funny story. So, yeah, Will you, Will McNeil? I think your your parents are friends with Will McNeil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, he his son, our sons play together. Okay, he's, yeah. He's Chris, our, I think uh, his wife, his, Christine's his wife. Yeah, we were like, uh, we were like really good buds growing up. Yeah, yeah. So he was sending yeah. over some a bunch of pictures that were autographed, and yeah, it was it was neat. And even my son met you last year. Yeah, when you did the Oilers, uh, I don't know what oil oil for oh, yeah, the, drills yeah, for yeah. skills that kind of thing. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. There's a cool picture of the three of us, and yeah. I'm laughing. Is it? Are you still? Are you doing work with the Oilers? Yeah, we. I was doing that uh, kind of second shift program again. Me and uh, Pies are running it. Second shift is the continuation of the first shift program, and gives kids a chance to spend some extra time on the ice, learning the game in a fun environment before making the move to minor hockey. It's also championed by Oilers alumni Jason Tremera and Fernando Pisani. And then uh, kind of got shut down, obviously, with uh, with all the the local the, the new shutdown measures. So uh, hopefully, get that going again. I I you know I believe I. And like another thing with the whole shutdown, I, I think kids need an outlet to play hockey and whether it be parents on the stands, I think every parent would be okay with their kid playing hockey without being in the stands for sure. Cause I think uh, you realize how oh, kids miss it and they need that outlet and they need that some, some other to look forward to in their life for sure. And then if, if there's any way you get that hockey back going or sports in general, gymnastics, like that kind of stuff for kids is imperative for, for youth for sure. Awesome. I want to, I want to, Take it back. What 
obviously we've talked about your skating and, and you have kind of attributed that to your longevity yeah. and your 1100 game. Did you do anything like for the lit, for our listeners out there, did you do anything in particular other than maybe power skating here and there or that kind of thing? Yeah, no, I was, I was always fast when I grew up and then I kind of met, uh, when I was in well, the, I think with Jeff chasing around. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. He chased, he, he, he pissed off at me. So I had to run. Yeah. <laughs> He had a temper too. So he was out. He was on my throat. I was like, "Gee, I had it going." <laughs> uh, Jeff, we we had having epic battles in in our driveway, man. It was it was crazy. I think I, he uh, you learn to be a a pretty tough guy when you're we you had a bigger brother for sure. But I think uh, when I was when I was younger, I I was was always fast. But uh, I met uh, Stephanie Hanlon when I was in probably uh, Pee Wee towards under Pee Wee Bantam kind of thing. Mike, uh, her brother introduced me to Stephanie and I was, uh, I think she came, made me become an elite skater. I was always a really good skater and it kind of, uh, really fast. I was kind of going all over the place, but she kind of made me believe the hockey is an all body kind of control your body and skating kind of wise. And I think she made me that much better of a skater for sure. I think uh, I owe her a lot. Now, now it's quantum speed. And she doesn't have much to do with the day-to-day operations here, but, um, she was a, a big influence for sure when I was younger. Awesome. Okay, yep. so we're going to wrap this up pretty soon, Jay. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I've been doing a oh, little... Oh, hang, hang on. If we're wrapping it up, Jay, I know... Trev, relax. Jesus. Yeah. I guess I guess our invites to your 1,000th game got lost with your invite to the podcast. Yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I sent them out that maybe they didn't get there. Sterkle. <laughs> Sterkle's probably Sterkle's pretty heartbroken <laughs> about it, eh? I know. I know. <laughs> um okay so every every guest that's been on that's that's laced them up in the show i got a question for him okay and it's this is a segment called biggest drill killer so oh yeah you, you, you've played on a few teams i want first place second place third place so start from third place i want to know i don't even care if they're for all from the same team but i want some doozies and it, just quickly, just go through the list and give me your three your three biggest drill killers. Third place is probably uh, Dad Fritch. He played with him in Columbus. Uh, he was uh, he was American. I think he's from I don't know where he was from, but but he was he was he was a drill killer. Dad Fritch. He was a good kid. He was by my line a couple of times, but he was he never knew what the hell was going on. Jaredev uh, 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 from. Uh, from Columbus to a kid named Alexander Jared. I've got drafted us. I think it was more of a language barrier, but he was just a, and he was a, like, it was like, Oh my Lord, you know, but number one, Rafi Torres is, oh, is the oh, biggest drill no killer. <laughs> he was, he would, he would go and he would take out the coaches fall down and just like, it was like funny. Then he got, then he get up and snipe, snipe a top shelf. It was, it was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, but he was, he was the best. Well, he's coaching <laughs> Ontario right now. I know, yeah. He was he was he was the best, yeah, for sure. He's coaching in the O? Uh not in the O. I think he's coaching uh he's coaching minor hockey. So in uh, in Toronto. So he's coaches uh oh, coaches on. Jeff Merrick's kids from Sportsnet there. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah. All right. I guess uh we appreciate you taking an hour to join our lo- uh, our little podcast here. It's uh it's been an honor. So this is so this is what people do when they know too much about hockey. We start our own podcast. Yeah, this is awesome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're welcome anytime, my man. Yeah, we'll try to get cool. you back oh, on geez. when uh, Johnny can come on. Obviously, yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. He would. 
that'd be a fun podcast because he's he's a he's a handful for sure. He's a <laughs> he, he likes to joke around, have a good time. So he'd be he'd be yeah, awesome. He's got to follow the Lula Morello rules right now. So he'll be maybe after yeah. after that. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, we appreciate it again, and uh, thanks for uh, for the fellas reaching out to to join us and uh, getting you on. So you're uh, you've had a hell of a career and. We're uh we're happy to have you. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, guys. All right.